0: Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity.
1: Hello, and welcome to Duni, the Ganawagi Tourism Podcast. And today we're joined by Kimberly Cross-Zachary, Bronwyn Johns, and Dwayne Stacey. Welcome aboard, everybody. And I'm your host, Greg Horn. ahead. So this is the second one of our Duni podcasts. So the whole idea is for the tourism team to talk about the different things that are happening within Kahnawake Tourism in the community.
2: Yeah, so I, I guess I'll jump in there and I'll add in uh, that we have some new within our tourism team so we're really happy to announce we have two new team members so with me today is Bronwyn um, in her kind of former role and kind of coexisting role as our tour guide um, but she's going to be continuing on with us as our event coordinator and uh, we also have a new staff Haya who is our new public relations officer so I'm really excited our team is so happy to have them coming in uh, to take on some of these new tasks and it's going to be really fun and hopefully Kaya will join us on another podcast and we'll get her into this too.
1: Nice. Uh, so one of the things that Going kind Away of Tourism does throughout the year is is offer tours.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who are who are the tour guides that do work for tourism?
2: So we have a great team of uh, local tour guides. So with us today, we have Bronwyn. Uh, we also have Dwayne. We have Harley Delaronde, We have Davis Rice. We have our summer student, Glenn Phillips. We have Kyle Zachary. And, oh my gosh, I hope that's it. Did I forget uh, anybody? Danny and Dale. Oh yeah. Danny, Stacey and Dale Jacobs.
1: Okay. And, and so when people are taking these guided tours, uh, what are some of the places that they go visit?
2: So I'll jump in on
3: this. I've been doing the tours in Kahnawaga for about a year now. I do a lot of the French tours, primarily the people will be coming to Kanawaga. First of all, they just want to see who we are. They want to know who the people of Canada are. A lot of people that are coming to Kahnawaga are from uh, European countries, uh, Africa, different places in the world where they're trying to. Find find information about Kahnawake, but they can't find anything. So once they come to Montreal, they dig around and they're able to find access to come here. But even that is very tricky and hard for them to get that information to come here. So they want to know who we are, how we've survived in this small area of space surrounded by Canada. They'll look at the shrine for historical viewpoints. We bring them by the river to go look at the memorial of the Quebec Bridge disaster. And we go to the cultural center also to show them all the information that we have on display there. That's not as much as we would wish to have because it's a very small location. So we're just trying to give them as much as we can with the small space that we've been provided, but we have the new building that's going to be completed by 2025 and that's got a lot of people very excited for that.
1: Okay, and what are some of the other key points of
0: interest that people come to besides the shrine and the KOR? Uh, a lot of a lot of people just want to know the history. They, they tell us that they look at it from books. They they watch television, but a lot of people tell me they want to get the story from us. They don't want to, you know, firsthand. And most of them come in, they ask really good questions and they want to know the history. They want to know how we got here, where we came from. Most people, I, I try to tell them the stuff that, uh, the stereotype stuff. They think we have teepees. They think we have... <laughs> <laughs> they think we have peepees and lo- uh, they think we ride horses and the war bonnets and all of that. And so I do a lot of correcting on that. And I, I just explained to them that when you come here, you, you're learning about a culture and all the other cultures that are in the Confederacy. So um, we do a lot of that, the history part, and uh, they really want to know that. And people that come here are trying to learn as much as they can just like and not the wrong stuff.
2: I think oh, an important in part like we use what we have around us so our guided tours like the historical area so around the old fort they talk about the fort they talk about the church they talk about the longhouses that used to be there where the Cattery School parking is they talk about the seaway and how that was so important to us and it's really interesting because our our guides they tell so many stories and personal stories too about you know things that have happened in their lives or in their um, maybe their parents or their grandparents' lives and it's really touching you know, you hear those stories and I think that's super unique for us. <laughs> all those stories that our guides share.
1: So, so the tours—it's not just, uh, you know, giving historical facts and, and history, right? It's a, it's a little bit
3: more than that?
2: I think it's a lot more than that. I know Dwayne loves all the history facts. He's so smart and all that stuff. But for me, I like all the personal stuff.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of personal stories that are shared from people that are coming here and a lot of people trying to reconnect to their spiritual side. So they're very curious to see what our interpretation is of our connection to our spiritual side because they've seen it in movies. They've seen different um, different storylines told. And in a lot of their backgrounds, they've been told that that's something silly. It's not something to believe in. So when they come here, they're very curious with a lot of those type of questions. And a lot of people that do come often say that when they come to Montreal, they look around and they see it's just another pop-up city. Like New York, LA, they're all just pop-up cities, but there's no roots to it. So they want to see the roots of Canada and what the real people are of the land.
0: Okay, and what are some of your favorite things about giving these guided tours? It's just uh, when you get all these tourists coming in, they appreciate what you're telling them. They At the end of the tours, you can see that they've come here to learn something and they go with something. Uh, the first question I always ask the tourists is what did you come to learn? Well, so that there's too much stuff for us to do and so I try to make sure I I cover the stuff they came for. So in the past, we've had people come here to learn about the river. We've had people for education. We've had people who just want to do the history. So there's all different things they want to know. So I I usually start off with the question, what did you come here for to learn? Yeah, what did you want to know? And so I make sure that I cover that somewhere in the hour. And at the end of the tour, they're usually really happy about that. They got what they came for.
3: Yeah, there's so many different people that you're meeting from all over the world. So there's so many different viewpoints. So it's really nice to connect with people and to hear their different stories about where they're living, what they're going through. A lot of people have been through very similar struggles with the church of things that we've experienced. So that's something very interesting that I was unaware of when I started working in this position. And just they're very proud of us for having stood our grounds for so long. So it's nice to share that with them and to share the stories of how we've been able to survive and our success stories with our men doing ironworking, starting with the river. So that's something that we share with them and that pride is just in us. And then they feel that pride for us that we've been able to stand our grounds and be in this position that we are and be successful because they see the struggles in a lot of other reserves across Canada and the U.S. So we've had a heads up because of the ironworking. So it's something that I share a lot with the people.
1: Okay. And what are some of your your favorite memories of giving these tours? She's pointing at me.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Um one, one of my favorite ending tours was uh, I there were there was an Italian couple. Um the man was like 75 years old, and his whole idea of us was from movies, and he couldn't speak any English, so I gave the gave him the tour in English, and his son was with him and he translated it. So I had to go slower, and I did. And at the end of the tour, the the Italian elderly man came up, he gave me a hug, he, he was all happy happy. And his son told me yeah, he wants to tell you something. And uh, when he did it, he did it in Italian and he was going 90 miles an hour <laughs> till his son cut him off and told him, pa, 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 and you can't do that. So that, that was a nice day. And he went, the, li- the little guy went away happy and it was a good day. That one. I like that one. Nice.
3: I enjoy working a lot with the, the younger age group because it's different. You have to adapt your presentation because they're a lot younger. So you don't know how much of their attention span you're going to have. Have, so you really have to find something that's going to interest them. So working with the younger kids, you see when you're talking about the history and you're talking about how we've come here and you're talking about the land back movements, the way that the seaway was taken, you see their eyes open real wide and they're in disbelief. And this is something that their parents have no idea of. So we're really bringing them this knowledge to make them aware of who we are and what the real struggle is. So at the end of the day, when they're finished, and they come up and bring you a little flower and give you a hug and say thank you for the experience and walk away with something that they're going to bring back home, that they're going to be able to share with people. That's
1: that's what I love. Nice. And, and I guess how many tours are given each year?
2: Oh my gosh. So we give, this year I've lost count. I'm sure that we have that statistic that it'll be shared in our newsletter um, this month. But we, we usually do in a summer about 80 tours. And I know we've passed that already. So in past years it was just you just book a tour and it was all personalized. Um, But we had such a high demand that last year we added daily guided tours so people could just walk in and jump in on a tour. Um, And Dwayne was our kind of our pilot project last year. Uh, apologies for that, Dwayne. Um, he was doing one, two, sometimes three tours a day last year. Um, it was so busy. And then we had our other tour guides jumping in on tours, sometimes on the same day. And it was crazy, you know, the amount of demand that we had. And this year we're seeing the same thing again. So that's why we had both Dwayne du- uh, and Bronwyn come in as our part-time tour guides. So they do one-hour tours at the cultural center and of the historical village area in both English and French. Every day, Monday. To friday so i don't know what our number is right now but you know it's getting up there and we've surpassed last year's numbers already nice. so it's really good it's growing um we learn a lot you know you learn a lot about yourself when you're giving the tours we learn a lot about our culture when we're developing them uh something i wanted to share that i have in my notes is last year we were trying real hard to develop our spooky tours Dwayne and i <laughs> you know it was this great idea that we had we see it you know you see it all over haunted tours or ghost tours and we're like oh there's scary stories in town you know like let's freak people out this is going to be fun by telling our stories and after we developed a whole bunch and we had a good you know stack Dwayne did all his research all the stories were all collected and we were almost ready to go and then one of our team members was like well maybe we should ask somebody first about is it appropriate to be telling stories you know our our scary stories about our our spirits so we did we asked around of a, a lot of knowledge keepers um you know people within the town who who Know a lot about this stuff and and it turns out that it wasn't a good idea. You know we learn part of a culture. Oh what is it? You gotta go?
0: I, I think I gotta go work.
2: Oh Dwayne's got a tour. <laughs>
0: Dwayne has a tour.
2: Dwayne's gotta run.
0: Okay. So
2: well thanks for coming Dwayne.
0: Time to get to the office. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How you going, Anna? <laughs> all
0: right,
1: carry on.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we had all these stories ready, and then you know our, our elders and our knowledge keepers told us it's not a good idea. Uh, so it's something that our staff we didn't know culturally that we shouldn't be telling these stories at night time. That in our culture, you know, it would be stories told during the day, and and all the possible repercussions that would come afterwards if we were to do these stories. And we were like, our eyes were so opened, you know, we we had no idea. So it's nice, you. You know, as as much as we're doing all these developing and all the work and we have all these ideas, you know, we take that time to step back and look and say, is it right? Should we be doing this? So we didn't develop our, our spooky tours after all. And and I guess we just wanted to share with the community why why we hadn't, because a lot of people were excited for it and wanted to do it. Um, but it's, it's not in our ways to be doing that stuff, no matter how popular it is outside of the community, right?
3: Now we're just on to the next adventure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a ride, that's for sure. And like Dwayne had said, there's so many different topics to cover and to speak about. And, you know, in one hour, you're not going to learn everything, but no, it's a for start. Sure.
3: And that's the thing we're always learning. When I first came into the position, I learned so much from Dwayne. And then everybody else that I've been in contact with, I'm constantly just tapping into them and asking them different stories or different dates or different events that have happened because there really is so much information that a lot of people in the community don't know. So I've had a lot of people from the community actually come up to me and say that I would be really interested in taking a tour because I don't know certain things. So that's where we've had people from the community come in on tours and just find out for themselves what's happening here in the tourism office, but also to enrich their own knowledge of where our community came from because we weren't always here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you, you said something about, you know, on to the next adventure. Yeah. So so what are some of the things that the community can expect to see coming from tourism over the next few weeks or months?
2: Yeah, so I'll talk about in the next coming month because we hope to come back next month and update you then. So this month we are expanding our team some more. So if people are looking to join our team, uh, we're hiring a projects coordinator. So that posting is going to be out on our website, on our Facebook page and everything. We have our Green Corn Festival on August 9th. So that's going to be a partnership with Kahnawake um, Collective Impact, so people can come out and just like our other food fests, there's going to be all kinds of activities, green corn, so all food surrounding corn, and um, you know a nice, a nice hopefully weather, nice day as well. Our team is going to be attending the Montreal First Peoples Festival, which is in Montreal, and setting up our promotional booth. And there's uh, you know always films that are showcased all over, and uh, we're working on our Maple Social Enterprise Study, so. Planet. Planet Consulting is helping us to facilitate that study within the community to see if that's something that uh, we want to undertake. So look for that in during August. And um, you know, our, our next topic in um, August for our podcast will probably be pretty interesting Um, where I have a whole list that I'm looking at of various different topics. So if anybody has any questions, you know, for our podcast that you want us to discuss or, or suggestions, please, you know, hit us up on Instagram, on Facebook, or send us an email and and we'll be glad to bring those up in our, uh, in our podcast.
1: And and where should they send that email to?
2: So we have a, info at gahnawagetourism.com email. So it's the simplest one and it goes to our team. Um, I mean, if you contact your DWA too, I'm sure Greg will send it to us, but send it to us directly and we'll, we'll organize it in our themes.
1: Okay, great. Well, thank you very much for being here and uh, we'll see you guys in a few weeks.
2: Yeah. Well. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your Diwizé and its employees.